हेलो एंड वेलकम टू टेक्नोफंडा इन्वेस्टिंग पॉडकास्ट सीरीज दिस इज फोर्थ एपिसोड इन अवर सीरीज अचीविंग फाइनेंशियल फ्रीडम विद टेक्नोफंडा इन्वेस्टिंग प्रोसेस आई एम विवेक मशरानी योर होस्ट एंड यू कैन फॉलो मी ऑन माई ट्विटर हैंडल एट द रेट मशरानी विवेक और विजिट माई वेबसाइट विवेक मशरानी डॉट कॉम वी हैव अवर स्पेशल गेस्ट टूडे मनोज अरोरा हु इज अ very very good serial author he has written five books so far and one of his best seller book is uh, from retrace to financial freedom and that is the reason i've got him here to discuss about his uh, views and wisdom and knowledge around financial freedom so he has written four more books namely the autobiography of a stock happiness unlimited dream on a father's diary so manoj ji welcome here and thank you again for joining this forum to share your knowledge with wider audience i'm really grateful that you took out time for everyone and been generous to share your wisdom so to start with you know can you start with your introduction for people who don't know you and then we'll go deeper into topic of financial freedom Yeah thanks Vivek I think it's a great opportunity for me as well to you know share my views on financial freedom from rat race to financial freedom was my first book I think that was when I was going through my own journey now it has gone through various editions and revisions but uh, the first version came when I was just about to quit my job you know so that was my first book and then of course later on other books came along the recent the most recent one being a father's diary which is a book on parenting and uh, it's very very close to my heart again my introduction my background i think i have a similar background to yours i have an uh, i was an electrical engineer uh, not satisfied with uh, with the career stream i had chosen uh, and then uh, at some point of time around when i had worked around 4 5 years with larson and dubro as an electrical engineer i decided to switch to it that was in the year 99 2000 so that was when it was its full bloom you know, before the bubble burst happened yes um and uh, in in all that wave of it you know i also did some courses in e-commerce and i moved towards it and struggled a lot i mean uh, when the bubble burst happened a lot of people struggled and then uh, slowly i i mean somehow i hung on to it and um, then i kind of moved to some small industry small companies which were offering it jobs at that time in india then moved to a slightly bigger ones like tcs and then moved to ibm so overall i worked around 20 years before i actually quit my job and you know uh, quitting a job was not that i wanted to do something else to earn money and i mean the reason was clear i wanted to quit my job because uh, i had certain dreams which i wanted to fulfill uh, which was not possible to do while in a job you know i had a very successful career in ibm and i mean i in ibm itself which was my last job i worked for around 11 12 years before i quit and then a few years in tcs prior to that so i had a very successful career uh, but then the only thing you know jobs don't give you is time you know they give you uh, moderate to good amount of money uh, especially in it um, but they don't give you is time and that's something which we start lacking in life uh, especially once you let's say cross 35 or 40 you start realizing time is a big constraint in life yes you know and you need more and more of it because you have a family you need to you want to spend more time with them you want to do certain things in life which you love doing uh, for example for me it was nature and trees and these are the things i i loved and i wanted to spend more time there along with spending time with my family and i was not getting that time so i decided that there's going to be a point in time where i am going to quit a job and uh, going to spend all my time for my family and various other passions that i had and i wanted to do it uh, before my daughters you know they moved to college Uh, because you know once they go to college they are probably going to be out of delhi where i stay we stay and then it's going to be very difficult to be spending time with them you know and then they have their own life their own friends circle and everything so i want to spend enough time with them before they actually move to college so 
that was you know the driving force which you know uh, made me started think about how to build a plan to get financially free and that's how it, you know the everything originated so today um, uh, i am financially free for the last 6 years um, have spent all the 6 years with both my daughters the elder one is now going to go to college so it's kind of a dream getting realized you know Uh, and the younger one is still in 11th standard so another few years with her so i'm happy that i've been able to spend that time with them after having quit a job and you know earned back time in my life and now now spending with them of course i have been doing various other things which we can talk through yeah awesome awesome so what was the time when you know that sudden spark came in your mind that okay this is enough and now i should actually kick start and think about my financial freedom what was that trigger point what led you to suddenly think about financial freedom i think the whole idea of passive income really fascinated me and i remember a moment uh, i think i mentioned it in one of my books i don't know but uh i remember a moment when i was looking at the ppf passbook of my elder brother and mm-hmm. uh, my elder brother in fact is quite elder to me he's around 15 16 years old so i was looking at his and i was quite young at that time i mean maybe i just started earning uh, just went into a job at that stage so i looked at his passbook and i saw that he had earned that year he had earned around 70 or 80000 rupees as interest and that was a big amount you know at that time you know and uh, i'm talking about 25 years back so uh, so you know i i realized what is this how can somebody earn an interest income of 80000 rupees and uh, my salary when i joined lnt you know there was a time it was around 6000 rupees uh, so uh, You know, I'm thinking I earn six thousand rupees after you know slogging for a for a month, and he's earning eighty thousand rupees by doing nothing. You know, and so so this that idea you know got kicking into me that there has to be a way to earn money without actively getting involved in. And I did various things. Not that I straight away went into stock investing or any other investing, but I did various things. I I also did a business called as Amway, mm-hmm. which, which you know. wherein i learned i mean they also talked about passive income and you know so i, I you know i got fascinated with that i tried that for 3 years it, i was successful to an extent but then again you know the thing which i was losing there again was time yes because i had to spend a lot of time to earn that income um, so i think finally i quit that but then i learned a lot of things from that about financial freedom about dreams about thinking big you know those are things which i learned which i later on applied in my own plan in great, so i think great. that that passbook was a trigger moment in my life which you know changed the course of how am i going to live my life for the remaining years great so i think uh, uh, people who are listening to this podcast i think he indirectly related to the concept of compounding and that's what even uh, i keep discussing right that even if a small amount you keep aside and you follow that equation you know income minus savings is equal to expenses if you put your savings on and on with a discipline you know that will grow and compound multifold and when you see you know after 10 years you will not imagine that this is the kind of compounding you have achieved so i think manoj uh, realized that indirectly from his brother's passbook but it is the magic of compounding right and uh, that creates that kind of uh, you know financial freedom because their money works for you and you don't need to actually spend your time so in your job when you are employed or you are self employed you are doing for yourself you are exchanging time for money and uh, when you are doing business actually people are working for you but still you need to get involved in that particular business but investing or the compounding through money is the is a powerful concept where you don't actually need to you know spend your time the money is working for you and you are doing what you like as as manoj is doing right now awesome manoj so great message that ways uh, so how was that feeling when when you quit your job and you know the salary stopped is was it all planned or uh, you know you felt some shock for a couple of months and it was like a new no. world Well, of course it wasn't a surprise because i i don't believe in executing anything without a proper plan and being in it and especially into project management yes um, i have been used to creating plans and executing them so uh 
I had a financial freedom plan created for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew when I'm going to get financially free or when I'll have enough money deployed at the right places, which can give me enough returns to, you know, uh, take care of my expenses for today and for future. So I had that plan ready and I had shared that with my family as well. Uh, but uh, my family never actually thought that I'm going to actually do it. Okay. Actually going to quit it. Uh, they said, okay, he's, he's doing something related to you know investing and so he'll keep investing money and job will continue like this and that's what in the mind they had that thought but I was clear I'm going to quit it and suddenly one day I came home and announced that I put in my papers okay. so I'm on notice period so another one month I'll be out of my job and uh, then they got a shock I was not shocked yes. but they got a shock and the next six months after I had actually left my job, I think it was a tough period uh, for me uh, because uh, the social acceptance of this concept of financial freedom in India is not very high. Yes. And when I say social acceptance, uh, it's not only your close family, it's, it's people around you uh, whom you keep meeting and talking to. They used to tell me, okay, what are you doing? I mean, you've got a, such a good paying job and such a reputed company, why do you want to quit? And uh, you keep doing whatever you're doing parallelly. You, your children are still growing. They're still in, let's say, third, fourth standard. And uh, you will need money for their education, for their marriages, and so on and so forth. Yes. So I said, but I've calculated all that. If you want to look, I can show you my calculations. Okay. Uh, but nobody, of course, wanted to see all those calculations. Yes. So those next six months was a tough period. Yep. And I, nobody was convinced that we can continue to live our life as a normal life without earning a salary. Um, but I think slowly, um, after the six, seven months had passed, we, I mean, at least my close family started realizing that, okay, there's no, no, not any change in terms of how we live our life. And we're not earning money, but we're still able to live our life comfortably. Yes. So that's when slowly it started sinking into them. And after that, the most beautiful phase of my life started when I, when they realized that, okay, I'm available to them uh, whenever they need me, whether it's uh, education of my children, if I have to teach them something, drop them to school, any medical emergency, anything. So I'm available. My day's plan is flexible. Yes. Okay. Uh, The fact that I keep more busy today uh, compared to what I used to be in a job, but I'm doing the things which I love doing yes, and yes. the option is with me whether I want to do it or not. Yes. And yes. I have that flexibility. When do I want to do it? So if I need the next five days completely for my family, I can switch off everything. And yes. just so these are the things which they started enjoying and relishing after those first six months. And, I, and they're so happy and proud today that I quit my job and have been able to spend the last six years with them. Good. So I think I, I also feel good about it now. Great. Great. So I think again, very good key messages and, um, you know, a lot of people during uh, euphoria of bull market, when people are investing in, in, in stocks, they feel that, you know, I've earned enough and they don't uh, take a calculated bet and just quit their job and move full time. But here, there is a very important lesson from Manoj to see here that he had a proper calculation in 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 place and he had a plan, financial plan that okay this is how i am going to achieve uh, my journey and uh, he took a calculated risk and rather than just uh, you know spontaneously emotionally jumping into something right and that is very good thing and other thing which uh, which he beautifully mentioned and i can very well correlate to it is uh, when you are becoming financially free it doesn't mean you don't do anything you retire Right. But it is more to free up your time and do what you like. Right? So it is that independence which will enable you to follow your passion and give back to the society in any way which you like. Right. It doesn't mean that you just retire and sit back and relax all the time. Although that is important and that you can do it as, as Manoj rightly said, right, that you can do that pretty much by switching off whatever else you are doing. But simultaneously, it's pretty much possible to spend time on what you love. Excellent, uh, Mano. That is very, very inspiring. And I'm sure all the people who are listening to this podcast will also, you know, cherish uh, these things because we all of us have these things in mind when, when we can spend our time with family, how we can follow our passion. And this is really inspiring to 
to listen from you so you have achieved this uh, from a high paying job doing uh, you know work in couple of mncs and lot of different it companies so what is your thought process is it just people who are earning high paying job can do this or anyone can do this what what is your thought on that so of course a high paying job helps there is no doubt about that uh, if you are really focused on financial freedom ultimately what you're looking at in financial freedom is you need to reach a certain amount of corpus which is big enough to fund your expenses for the rest of your life of course taking care of inflation and other future events and so on and so forth um so a high paying job definitely helps you but the biggest lever which i have realized and i am sure you would appreciate in creating wealth other than your other than your income of course is time itself uh the earlier you start the you get an advantage which you cannot replicate by any other means so i started quite late i started working towards financial freedom at the age of around 36 37 where i mean i i started working in a job at the age of 22 and i you know next 14 15 years i never thought about financial freedom of course i was still earning well that time and um, i was just spending around money i mean the way most people do and at 37 i actually started working on it and uh, it took me another 6 years to just finish off my journey towards financial freedom now there the advantage of earning well really helped you know because i could save more i could invest more um, but if somebody is starting at the younger age somebody starting at 22 23 24 25 that kind of age then even if he or she is not earning well it doesn't really matter that much what matters is how much you save and invest rather than how much you and i have seen so many people i, I interact with a lot of readers i mean almost on a daily basis and uh, i have seen so many people who earn so well but they are still not financially free and they've been yes. earning for 20 years and because they're not saving and investing the right way you know they may be earning very well yes that make you free okay it can only make you uh, have a lot of transactions around money it can make you spend a lot of money but that doesn't earn you back time so uh, yes uh, higher salary helps if you are passionate and uh, if you can save more but the biggest lever again i would emphasize is time the earlier you start uh, the better better advantage you have and that's why you know even my children uh, i have you know tried my best to educate them at this age on how to start saving and investing money they need not invest in stocks if they are not comfortable But at least they can invest in simple mutual funds or simple um, fixed deposits or anything. I mean, anything. It's, it's yeah. all about saving money and putting it to work for you. You know, that's the whole idea. Uh, yes. Your asset may be earning a little lesser interest, which is fine that's as fine. long as uh, it is safe and as long as it is at least around the inflation rate. So it's fine. So right. I think uh, time is a very big lever which most of us underestimate. Uh, so i think that advantage is much bigger than the advantage of having a high high paying job awesome good good so the good message for all the young minds who are listening this podcast is start early and even if you don't understand just start with very very simple products like ft or ppf it could be anything but start that compounding machine for yourself so that it takes care right. for you in future right so just get started that is uh, that is the message from manoj for all the young minds out there and even if you are late you can anyway start he he started at 36 and he has reached so better to start than doing it never uh, in your life right so just get started that is the big message here right and uh, again second thing which he rightly pointed is mindset right if you are even earning high salary and you don't have that mindset of saving and you don't uh, spend wisely uh, it will never happen right so you need that mindset to again execute your plan and think towards the direction of financial freedom if you don't think properly and uh, don't have that mindset it's not going to happen right so irrespective of the salary uh, if your mindset is right you might reach later if your salary is slightly low but you will reach there that is that is the message and i did a second episode on mindset so you can go and check out the second episode which i recorded for this podcast series which talks entirely about uh, your mindset towards financial freedom 
Yeah, Vivek, just to add to your point, you know, you very rightly said that even if you're late, you're still there. I was late in my journey. I, I had a plan, but uh, when I was tracking it, I actually finished my journey around two years after what the plan said. So my plan got delayed. But nobody knows that, you know, yes. nobody bothers. I mean, I am concerned about my financial freedom. I am financially free today. And that's what the entire world looks at it. Yes. Nobody is going to see whether you got one year late or six months late or two years late. Yes. It's important that you get started and get moving, you know. Yes. That, that period of five years, seven years or whatever it's going to take you to get financially free, that becomes such a beautiful period if your momentum is there. So you've got to get started as early as you can. I mean, that's the key. Yes. And stop giving excuses like, oh, today my, I have a stressful job, I cannot start. And a lot of people have various other excuses that we have a corona situation with this, that. I mean, the point is, you're doing it for yourself yes. and your family. Uh, you go to just spend 10 minutes a day on this. Not more than that is needed, actually, if you ask me, if you're doing it every day. Yes. And uh, people say that I don't even have 10 minutes. I mean, my job is such. Okay, you got to wake up 10 minutes early. I mean, that's. Yes. I, mean, my, I wrote three of my books while I was in a job. Okay. And uh, I used to wake up at 4.30 every day. And 4.30 to 6 was my writing time. And after that, my day started. Getting ready for office, you know, leaving children to school and X, Y, Z and so on. So you got to find out time for yourself. Okay, so that's very, very important for younger generation to understand yes. that it's uh, if it's important for you, you got to find time. Yes, don't don't fool yourself. Yeah, correct. just don't give excuses which you cannot digest yourself. Just yeah. just get started and take actions, right? Awesome, awesome. So, can you tell us about uh, how did you prepare your plan? What was like key levers of your plan? Uh, just the pointers, if you can just yeah. uh, guide the people who want to actually prepare their own plan. And, and I think in your book, it's detailed uh, guidance. So, I would recommend yeah. again for people who want to go through, you know, he has his own book from Retrace to Financial Freedom. I'll share the link below the post. But uh, he has created like so many pages just working around financial plan. So over to you, Manoj, if you can brief us about. Yeah, so effectively, <clears throat> there are seven steps in that entire plan that I have. And uh, uh, I would just quickly touch upon those points. And the first step talks about uh, understanding the cash flow, you know. So when I say cash flow, what is what am I earning today? What am I spending today? So what I can potentially save and invest, that's the first step. Okay. The second step is about understanding the current investments in liabilities. So what are my current assets? So where am I invested today? How much is invested where? What are the returns I'm getting? And what are my liabilities? What I'm supposed to pay back to uh, whichever bank or whichever. The third step is about going into the future and trying to understand what are my future expenses likely to be other than my regular family expenses that, you know, we established in step number one, cash flow. What are the other major expenses that are going to come? For example, marriage of my children or their higher education or something which I want to, some business venture I want to open up or some international trips I want to take specifically. So these are some special events in my life, which I definitely want to do, which are not covered in my regular expenses. Okay, so we talk about in that in step three and then we build up a plan in terms of uh, in step four we come up with a plan with a monthly target based on all the previous data and then start tracking it uh, step five is about um, connecting your assets with your events which basically means okay i have a marriage of my daughter coming up after five years so what are the assets which are going to fund that marriage event okay so we have a kind of a matrix which takes care of that then step six is about understanding the risk profile of, of yourself. So uh, what's my risk taking capacity? What's my risk taking tolerance? How do I perceive risk and so on? So there's a questionnaire which helps us answer that. And step seven is about uh, all our investments that we're doing, how are they performing? So monitoring their performance and regularly tuning them once in six months or once in a year to make sure that uh, money is rightly deployed and earning whatever it's supposed to earn. So these are the basic seven steps. And in fact, uh, for the last one, one and a half years, we've been running a program called as an elite program, 
uh, wherein um, you know I coach people on, on these seven steps. And there's a website uh, which people can visit, uh, which is my official website. And uh, they can go in and start tracking their own journey using that website. There are no charges for you know uh, registering and tracking their own journey. But of course, in this elite program, I personally coach people on how to track you know their own journey. And I, in fact, review their journey regularly. Every month, I keep reviewing the journey and making sure they stay on track. So it's a very comprehensive and scientific way to find out how much money do you need for financial freedom? In fact, this is one of the biggest questions people have in mind. Yes. Okay. How much money do I need for financial freedom? Yes. Because everybody's life situation is different. different. Everybody's family situation is different. So how much money does one person need and how much time it's going to get, uh, to, how much time it's going to take to get there. Yes. So I may be today at, let's say I have a total net worth of two crores. I may need a total of three crores to get financially free. So I need another one crore. So how am I going to get there? And how should I deploy that three crores? You know? yes. So so that entire scientific mechanism to calculate, track, month by month, making sure you stay on track, that entire thing is available on the website. And I do it personally in this elite program, which uh, people can apply for uh, through the website or they can send in an email to me. And, uh, but of course I cannot take everybody in and uh, I usually take around five to six people every, uh, four months. Okay. So the website, I mean, the registrations for this program opens up, uh, thrice in a year. And, uh, so I take seven, eight people every time, um, so that I can personally be involved and mention them. I can't take more than that. So, so I think that's a very interesting aspect, which people are really appreciating that I personally coach them in terms of getting financially free. Uh, but with the only commitment that they will go on and serve the society. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because uh, taking them to freedom is what I can do. But after they have achieved freedom, I expect them that they, they will go on and serve the society in some way um, so that we all can elevate each other's lives. So that's no, the whole idea. Absolutely. Yeah. And I truly echo this point. And, you know, the the reason why we are doing podcasts is again the same, you know, giving back to society and inspiring people to achieve their financial freedom. And I'll, I'll share your website link also on the yeah. web page. And uh, guys, if you are interested, you can anyways track your uh, situation and manage your plan free of cost, as Manoj said. And if you are interested, you can join his elite program as well and uh, you know get benefited from whatever he has gained in his journey and get yourself financially free so awesome manoj that's very nice to hear and i like this concept of you know giving back because uh, you know money is always a byproduct if we are creating value for for the society and giving back yeah. to them and solving their problems i think money will automatically flow so that is never an issue and if you are achieving financial freedom after that, you don't need to worry much about it. Anyways, so, the cash flow should come, but that is always, you know, byproduct yeah. of doing something good for the society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So now we, you talked about your, uh, you know, working out the plan. Now my question, you know, is uh, what is the backup plan if things don't work out, right? So you prepared your plan, you know, things uh, are in place, you have deployed your assets. And you know that markets markets are dynamic. Even the fixed income market is dynamic. World is dynamic. Things change very fast. Inflation suddenly can spy. A lot of things can happen, right? So what is the kind of backup plan you think or you, uh, you know, educate your, uh, you know, men, uh, people who are uh, listening from you? How do you help them create this kind of uh, backup plan situation that if things don't work out after you have achieved your financial freedom, what to do? Yeah. So there are two aspects to it. One is while we're creating the plan, we create a lot of buffers within the plan, uh, assuming that things may not always work out the way we want. And as you rightly said, and life is like that only. I mean, it, it will never actually go the way you want. Perfect. Uh, yes, it will always be always perfect. Yeah, yes. it'll always surprise you. And that's the beauty of life, I believe. And the only thing which we got to be careful is uh, creating enough buffers in our plan at various stages. And these buffers do help. I mean, today, if you see the situation is uh, there was a time a few months back when the markets were down, interest rates are coming down. So any kind of investment you do, you were going into a loss. 
so um, so i think those buffers really help us and that's a part of the entire seven step planning that we do uh, wherein we create lot of buffers uh, which help us in such times that is point number 1 that is uh, putting in buffers in the planning stage itself second thing which is which i would always recommend people to uh, follow is you got to have a very strong reason to get financially free you know if you if you are saying that you want to quit your job and start a business i would not really actually call it as financial freedom um my definition of financial freedom is that you you want to have enough money to take care of your expenses and then work on your passion okay and that passion how do we define passion passion is something for which you are fine to do it even without money okay so that's my definition of passion and it could be anything for me it was writing books for me it was uh, working on my tree plantation stuff which is for which i opened an ngo later on uh, and it could be anything else for anybody else and it is your passion which can be later on converted to your profession because ultimately if you give your passion enough time it is your skill in that passion area is going to get enhanced like anything yes. and there will be a time when you will get enough ideas to convert that passion into a profession yes. and like for me i can tell you my experiences so for example the books that's one area of my passion which i have slowly converted into some kind of a, a profession in the sense that i had started earning out of it um second area is tree plantation not that we earn out of it because we work it through an ngo but there's there are a lot of areas which i am thinking of now for example uh vegetable gardening is one area which i am very close to and i have a vegetable garden in my house and i am thinking of how do we you know uh, make it uh, uh, available to other people as well how can i go and set up vegetable gardens in people who have terraces or people who have balconies okay so I, so those are the, see it's it automatically you'll find a way once yes, your yes. passion is clear once you're working on it you'll become good at it you'll find ways to convert yes. it to profession yes yes so the first thing which i ask people who who say that they are interested in freedom i want to ask them okay what do you want to do after financial freedom yes uh if you're going to just say that i'm going to sit idle at home no that's not what's going to work out in the long run yes so there has to be a clear area which is driving them towards financial freedom so that area is where you're going to find your profession and that area is also going to help you go through this journey of financial freedom pretty fast because there's a pull force which is you know pulling you towards yourself yes so i think that becomes a very very important factor so two two strategies one build in strategies within your plan enough buffers and second focus on your passion areas and convert one of them into your profession awesome that's that's again very very enlightening for uh, you know lot of people i'm sure uh, who is listening this because you know unless you don't have any you know any other area where you are going to contribute to the society you will even if you achieve your financial freedom probably you'll get bored and you know you'll think like what i'm doing in this world and even socially as manoj was saying in india at least it is not that kind of acceptable profile if you are not doing something worthwhile right and uh, i can truly you know relate to it and i spoke about ikigai concept in the second mindset podcast where you know we talked about uh, creating your passion profession and mission if all the three things become same that is where you will create that real power when you are working but you will not feel like working and i think when manoj is writing book i i can feel that he might be sensing that ikigai moment right when when yeah. he doesn't feel like working but still you know it is his like profession and then he is simultaneously on the mission to elevate other people in their journey so i think all the three are combining in this uh, the space and yeah i mean uh, as i moment. probably told you earlier when i was in a job i was working 14 hours or so in a day and today i probably work 16 hours a day but yes. the difference is that i don't feel that i am working 16 hours a day i mean it just yes. feels so good everything is so good and beautiful and nice that's the only difference yes yes absolutely absolutely so you need to follow your passion and excel in that and if you like something you know as manoj said you will excel much more in that area uh, versus you know anything which you don't like to do right so here you will get higher uh, you know excellence peaks and uh, you will be able to you know scale up much higher 
Yeah, just one point, Vivek, I want to emphasize. People are, when I interact with a lot of people, so people are confused and how do I know that this particular thing is my passion? And uh, as I told earlier, the only definition is you are willing to work on it without getting paid. Yes. So a lot of people tell me that, okay, job is my passion. Okay, okay. will you work on it if your st- salary stops? How long will you work on it? If it's lifetime, you can work on it. Yes, it is your passion. If not, you got to find your passion. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So can, can you run us through uh, your process of, uh, you know, how, how you got that inspiration to write the books? Because I love to write book. I'm not somehow getting that uh, time zone. Probably I'll take more uh, guidance from you offline as well. But, uh, you know, if somebody is wanting to create that kind of uh, you know, things like, uh, say, website, want to write articles or want to write a book or want to create music. I think it all flows in similar lines. So how, how did you start and uh, what kind of uh, motivation does it require and what kind of discipline does it require to do something like this? Uh, to ri- be a good writer, one thing which I have understood is you want to be a very good reader. Okay. Um, if you want to write one book a year, you go to read around 50 books a year. It's a, you may feel that, okay, reading 50 books a year will take all your time. When will you get time to write? It's not like that. You get that energy to write when you read good books. Okay. So I think it's one of the key principles in any field, not only writing and things. Yes. So if you go to be a good uh, music player, you go to listen to very good music first. Okay. So it goes the same way with most of the fields. Um, so I think, um, the key, in fact, the motivation to write came only after I had read a lot of books. So I read a lot on financial freedom. In fact, I remember those times we were in us that time, uh, through IBM only we had gone for a project or entire family had gone and we were there for a few years. And I used to, I mean, I used to get a good time in us at least. I mean, the quality of life there is slightly better than what it is in India. So, um, I used to read like mad. I mean, I used to read maybe a book a day, kind of, wow. uh, probably. Uh, so, I mean, after having read so much, I mean, it was an uh, automatic kind of an inner feel that I should write something now. Yes. And of course, you got to have that discipline and you got to, uh, you know, manage your time well and uh, starting up early in the morning and whatever. So uh, I think it's very, very important, whichever field you want to work in or you want to excel in, you want to understand about that field a lot. So if you want to write a lot, you want to read a lot. If you want to sing, you want to hear a lot of music and so on and so forth. Awesome. Awesome. That's nice to hear, Manoj. So on on your book, I was reading, I, I got a point around uh, you lost faith on delayed gratification and then again came back on that track. What, what was that around like uh, your concept and thoughts around delayed gratification and how did you, you know, fight your brain with those thoughts and how did you conquer ultimately? Actually, it's, it's very easy to lose faith unless you've seen the bigger picture, you know. If I tell... I mean, compounding is something which even a 10th standard person knows, you know, everybody knows the formula you ask anybody from 10th standard, they know how to calculate compound interest. They know that compound interest is more powerful than simple interest. Everybody understands all that, but there are hardly any people who appreciate and realize the power of compounding. Even if you keep telling them, yes. They will not. So as I told you, one of my moments was that past book, you know, and sudden realization came. Uh, so there are moments in life when that magic of compounding hits you, you know. Uh, so if that hits you, you will appreciate and work towards it and have faith in it and keep moving towards it. But if it doesn't hit you, those moments don't come and you have to be lucky to, you know, for those moments to come. If it doesn't hit you, then you... People will keep telling you, you'll keep reading about it. You'll, you'll understand, okay, yes, it is powerful. But after two years, you realize, okay, you have saved so much. You have constrained your expenses. Your five years have gone. Money's growing, but not big enough. And I'm, you know, restricting myself. There's a new mobile I can buy. There's a new car I can buy. So you will always be tempted to, you know, come out of it. But I have to live my life also. Those thoughts keep start coming to you. 
so it's only when you've seen the bigger picture those magic moments have hit you sometime only then will you be passionate enough to uh, you know constrain keep constraining yourself till a point when the magic actually starts to unfold so i think uh, for a younger generation it it is a difficult concept to appreciate it's very easy to understand but difficult to appreciate um, and uh, there are only two things which i feel can help you appreciate it one is your luck uh, and second is your dream okay if you have a very strong dream you will have faith and you will believe in it and you will move ahead and you will get the rewards but if your dream is not strong enough then you will give it up on the way i as i said i coach people on financial freedom so there are a lot of people uh, who you know quit the race quit when i say race quit this journey of financial freedom in between not that they cannot get financially free but they quit because they feel that it's too long or it's you know uh, uh, it's taking too much time or they're not money is not really growing the way they want it to grow so that's because their dreams are not strong enough you know you got to make that strong to really appreciate this these things and in your book uh, you know again and again i see this concept of dreams you know to activate your dream and you visualize that you know i'll become like this so can you can you just go deeper into it how somebody who is just starting to towards the journey of uh, financial freedom how, how should they take these concept of dreams so i have a different uh, entirely entire book on dreams by the way <laughs> dreams on right that is okay no there's only one concept which i want you to understand which i want the readers or the listeners to understand about dreams why is it so important uh see there are two two forces which are going to pull you to in this journey the journey is very boring you know financial freedom journey uh unless you have a very strong passion or a dream which you know which is keeping it attractive for you because what do you have to do every month you have to keep saving keep investing keep saving every month you have to do that for many years you know so it becomes boring for some people so there are two forces which are going to pull you in this journey one is something you hate okay uh something you don't enjoy for example i didn't enjoy i was not really enjoying my job and i used to think why people who continue to do a job for 40 years 30 years and uh you know not spend time with their families people feel some of some of the incidents which i quoted in the book also is people would spend so much uh, time in the jobs and people would uh, make statements like okay i had a death in my close family but i came on to my job because i had important project and so on i used to wonder i mean they are what are they earning for you know so i used to wonder those things so i i didn't really like the atmosphere of a job as a, not against any company or anything but just the overall atmosphere of a job so that's something which i didn't like you know that job i felt was taking away time from my family uh so that's that's one force which you don't like so that you you repel from that mm. from that mm. thing the other is something which pulls you okay and which which would be your dream so i used to think okay i'm going to work on tree plantation if i quit my job i'm going to spend a lot of time with my kids and help them understand mathematics and science and everything once i quit my job um, i'm going to take care of my parents once i quit my job so i used to always have that dream within me which used to pull me also so when these two forces work together that's when the synergy is created you know that's when your journey becomes exciting becomes fast and you will not know when you finish this journey quickly so i think uh, dreams play a very very vital role they are the second force which is going to take you to the journey you get repelled from something and you get attracted towards something and when both these things work together that's when the magic is awesome awesome that is really really inspiring i think uh, the pull force and the push force both the yes. force should work in your favor and that is where you will get that force which will take out from the gravity of uh, your uh, job yes. or anything which you don't like and give you into that zone of uh, you know space of financial freedom i would say sure. if sure. you if you imagine about it 
Awesome. So I think uh, last point which I wanted to discuss was around diversification because you keep a lot of emphasis on diversification of assets when you wrote this yeah. book. And uh, there are several chapters on each of the different asset classes where you can invest in and you have gone in depth about it. So why and how diversification is important when you are uh, into this journey of financial freedom and actually after that probably uh, why it is very much important. Yeah, I mean, one of the things which most people know is that, of course, diversification reduces risk. Um, there are a lot of people who have this notion that if if you want to get financially free, you want to be investing mostly into stock market or equity market. I yes. Uh, I totally disagree with that notion. Um, whether a person needs, who is about on the journey towards financial freedom, needs to invest in stock market or equity market even, uh, or not, or how much he needs to invest depends on his or her financial factors, risk profile, is the need for money, liquidity needs, etc., etc. But that you cannot get financially free without equity investment is a is a notion which I don't agree with. Okay, there are people who are in our program who don't even invest one percent into equity because they are probably at an age where they don't need to. Uh, and they don't have any such future events lined up. They won't, Their risk profile tells me that they don't have the capacity or the mental, uh, uh, you know, tolerance to take that risk. Uh, because the moment the market, it's a volatile market, so the yes. moment it goes down, uh, they take irrational decisions. So I would never ever tell them to go and invest in stock market. Again, then there are certain category of readers who uh, who invest only 20% into equity, rest 80% into uh, either debt-based investments or other investments. So there are all kinds of people. Uh, there is no right or wrong investment. Yes. So there has to be a balance of investments depending on your situation. Yes. When you say right or wrong investment, the investment can be right or wrong for you, but there is no generic right or wrong investment. Yes. Okay. So there has to be a balance. Balance will help you uh, I mean, it's since it is balance is created or designed or a strategy is created based on your financial situation, you would always be comfortable in that balance. And uh, that will help you stroll through various times in the market and various phases when sometimes gold is at high, sometimes stock market is at a high, sometimes FDs are good. So once you have that balance uh, and a proper investing strategy created based on your financial inputs, then you will always be comfortable in that journey. Otherwise, you will take irrational decisions and honestly, you will uh, you know, lose your wealth. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for uh, bringing that because a lot of people, as you rightly said, have that notion that only 100% being in equity can you know fasten you. But I think uh, if you have good diversification, as you rightly said, you know you can hedge your position. Sometimes one asset class is higher, sometimes other, and you don't get knee-jerk yeah. moments when you feel like, okay, market is down 50%. Now what should I do? And then that moment we tend to take emotional decisions. We panic yeah, yeah. and we sell out everything. And that is probably the most uh, worst time to exit probably when, when it just starts going up after that. Yeah. So, so I think one point which I want to tell you is it's not the markets which decide uh, how much equity we should be getting into. I think that's again, a, because some people feel that the markets are going up. Let's say for the last six months, they're consistently going up. Then they would feel, okay, we must get into the market or we must increase our percentage allocation into the market. The markets should not decide what should be your investing strategy. Yes. Your financial situation should decide what should be your investing strategy. I think that's a very, very common uh, mistake people do. Yes. Um, your risk taking capacity, your liquidity needs, your family needs, these should decide where you should be investing. Yes. Rather than where the market is or gold is today earning very well. So let's go and invest in gold. No, not that way. Okay. You yes. want to look at yours, yours yourself, not outside. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. I think uh, risk is something should come first and your personal profile, your mindset to bear those kind of jerks is more important as Manoj rightly said. And he has just given pointers. If you want to exactly do any kind of this planning, you can get in touch with your financial advisor. He's just guiding and giving broad pointers, but you should have a plan in place and a proper, you know, methodology to this madness. Uh, otherwise you'll get lost in, in this entire uh, asset deployment process absolutely so manoj uh, one last thing before we uh, close this podcast edition is what is your last one that one key message which you want to give to all the podcast listeners just something which is very very special which you want to share with all the audience i think i would give two messages rather than one and they're, they're related first is start early because that's where people tend to lose out they delay the entire you know uh, thing of planning and tracking their financial freedom journey so starting early time is the biggest lever to wealth creation so starting early is very very wide second start uh, there's another big problem that people don't start it at all forget about early people have excuses like okay now i'm already 15 years late whether it makes sense to start now so you have to start. You can't look back at life. You have to only look forward. And I remember an incident. Uh, I don't know. Most people may remember it about Milka Singh. How he lost that Olympic race hmm. uh, from third position to fourth position. If you read uh, or if you watched that movie or if you read his biography, then you realize that the only reason he lost by that fraction of a second was that he started looking back or he started looking for who is coming at the fourth position. And that was the moment he lost the, lost the speed and that was the moment which led to his losing the medal. So you can't look back at life. It's going to only slow you down. You're going to look forward. Even if you're 40 years, 45 years, 50 years, how does it matter? You're going to look forward and move on and get started. There are people even at the age of 55 who have started their financial freedom journey. You know, it's not about reaching 58 and a retirement age is coming. So what am I going to do in three years? No, it's not that. You're going to live till 70, 80. So it's a, it's a long life still. And you're going to manage your finances well. Even if you start at 55, it is fine. Because whatever is the age doesn't matter. What matters is how you, you know, uh, take your life from now on. So starting, that's one message at whatever age you are and then starting early is of course nothing better than that awesome awesome that's great message so all the young minds out there start early just get started and for people who have just missed that bus don't worry you just need to get started just get started don't procrastinate and yeah, just there's take a lot of actions. buses coming so you a lot of buses out bus. there yeah. <laughs> absolutely Thank you so much, Manoj. It was very, very nice interacting with you. And thank you for spending time for all the audience who is listening out to this podcast and really grateful on their behalf for inspiring them and, you know, motivating them to get them started for this journey towards financial freedom. Uh, we'll try to have you again sometime soon. Until then, goodbye. And thank you again for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks, Vivek. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take care. To everyone, thank you for listening and stay tuned and bookmark this channel. And thank you again for your support. We'll see you in the next podcast session. Until then, goodbye.